This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest. I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by our good friends at BetMGM. Please send me a robe. It's 2024, for the love of God. Can a man just wake up in the morning, throw on a robe, and do a show? It's not a big ask. Coming up in our final hour, we continue discussing what we think may happen on Sunday, this time in the NFC title game between the Lions and the Niners at 8.20. Time to bring in one of our experts as we chat with our buddy, P.J. Glasser from BetQL. Send it in. And then at 8.45, he's not an expert at anything. It is the Donkster. Oh, God, there he is, Donkster. Nope, you're not speaking yet, buddy. You got the microphone, headphones. Oh, he's ready to go. Even remotes in front of him. Can't really see it, but he controls the TVs in here as well. That's all coming up at 8.45. Chelsea, it's time to talk about smoking. Oh, yes. Oh, great. Let's get into smoking. So there is a man named Uncle Chen who is very famous in China. And he's famous because he likes to chain smoke while he runs marathons. He says it helps him relax, takes the edge off. And he competed in a marathon in China this past week. He was disqualified for, quote, smoking on the track in an effort to institute more awareness of health in the country of China. They instituted this article, Article 2.12, which says uncivilized behavior from runners such as open defecation, good Lord, trampling on flower beds or smoking (laughs) that affect the race and safety of other runners will result in disqualification. Well, I would say... Why don't you worry about the defecation part and let the smoker enjoy himself? How is that even a provision? That's a problem. I mean, I get it if you're running. I mean, I don't really get it, but I've heard of that before, right? You're running a marathon and you don't have time to stop. So you just go focus on let the man smoke. It's in the open air. And also, this were a common problem. I get it, right? Smoking is unhealthy however i would venture to say just a shot in the dark there's one dude smoking the entire time during this marathon and it's uncle chen if you can chain smoke during a marathon and make it through by god you deserve the rules not to apply to you yeah this has to be the uncle chen rule right it is specifically for him i am laughing that 
uh, trampling the flower beds is put in the same category <laughs> as open defecation. Yes. It's like, what did you do to get kicked out of the race? Oh, I trampled on some flower beds. Mm -hmm. What did you do to get kicked out? Yeah, I pooped on the flowers. <laughs> same punishment? <laughs> One of these things feels a little different than the other. But Jenks, I know that Catherine is on TikTok, so she has probably yes. heard of this. But haven't you heard the trend for 2024 is not oh the clean girl aesthetic. It is mob wife aesthetic. Aesthetic. Oh, aesthetic. God. Aesthetic. But it's all about the mob wife. It's about the fur or like the faux fur, the smoking, okay. that kind of, well, maybe not smoking. But these are what the girls on TikTok are pimping these days. They're like, yeah, I want to look like I'm married to one of the Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you know what that actually <laughs> entails? Like, it's yeah. more than just wearing leopard print. God, I hope this trend does not kick in in our household. Thankfully, right now, the lovely Catherine is focused on going to St. Martin. I didn't realize we're like 30 days away. I thought it was six weeks. No, in a month, we'll be on the beach. So yesterday, she was like, I've been influenced again. I was like, oh, honey, what I've is it been now? Influenced. <laughs> I get that. She starts with this all the time. I've been influenced again. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But she's like, I bought these sandals. I got this swimsuit. I got this hat. I got this swimsuit. So right now she's in pure beach vacation mode. She's on, I'm on a WhatsApp thread with a bunch of people in St. Martin. So if you just want a taxi, all you got to do is just like text this thread and they'll come to you. That's how small like this group of people is like it's just a small group with a, a handful of guests and taxi drivers like they don't have an app it's just or they don't have a like an uber or lyft or anything like that you just get on whatsapp and everyone's on a text thread so i don't know she knows the she's been there numerous times so she's got this down pat fortunately she's in vacation beach mode and not in sopranos mode i would much rather have beach Sorry. mode than than let me go buy a mink coat mode <laughs> Right, and ask you who murdered today or what business you're going to be laundering money through. Because, you know, there are some not-so-great things attached to, like, the mob. I don't know if these girls have heard about, you know, what the mob actually does, but it's more than just their wives smoking and wearing fur coats. Yes. Uh, but I feel like half of the fun of vacations is the lead-up into it. And that's why I like booking vacations pretty far in advance so you can, like, relish in the preparation like the fun part yeah. is okay i can buy some new outfits for this we can have the countdown are you somebody who thinks like that's part of the fun or are you somebody who will book a vacation you know the week of oh no i think the anticipation is huge and honestly i think the hope is huge or the hope. the hope <laughs> you know God. doesn't it life I is mean, so hopeless we, Seriously, what is it from Shawshank Redemption where they talk about hope? And I'm like, oh, it's so true. It's the hope. You can't kill someone's hope. Like, so I'm telling you, we have a small chalkboard in our kitchen or to the side of the kitchen. It's like this factory has gone how many days without an accident? And it says 30 days to St. Martin. And every day, Catherine erases the 30 or whatever the number is. And then she puts down the new number. Like we are counting down. So I swear, I remember looking up and saying, ah, 67 days. Well, you know, and now I look up, I'm like, oh, 30, we're getting close. So I think walking by that every day, Catherine has some sort of countdown app on her phone where it counts down to the second, like until we leave. So she sent a screenshot to our group because we're, we're meeting 
some couple friends of ours. We're not going with them, but we're going to meet them there and hang out. It'll be fun. And she sent that to everyone like, look, 30 days, four hours, 17 seconds. And Jen responded, I love that you have it down to the second. And she was like, everyone counts. So, you know, that hope, just having, it's having something to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? And so when you have that in advance, like you're going to where? Europe in April? Mm-hmm. And we're going See? to Orlando in February. And here's the thing. I have drug January through the mud on the show. But I feel like everybody needs something to hope for to get through the month of January. Mm-hmm. Like, and to get through the doldrums that are the week after the Super Bowl, too. Because uh, for us... I feel like we're not supposed to schedule things until after football season, but it feels like a nice reward for the hard work that we do during football season, because this is like our big season. It's like tax people and the month of what is it? April? <laughs> like, I don't even know. April 15th, I believe. <laughs> so like, this is our big time. So I wanted yeah. to have something immediately after the Super Bowl. Since we're going to Europe in April, it needed to be something like some somewhat small scale. So we're going to Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's an hour nonstop flight. We're going to go to Disney World for Blake because she has been watching football and basketball a lot. Nice. Every time she's no, like rooting, good. she likes purple teams and she likes red teams. So I don't mm. know who she's going to pick in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. A tough That's ass. a tough one. Whew, I don't know. She likes the Sacramento Kings. Big Kings fan. Keeping she her up late. She should be in bed. You're like, no, we got to see DeMontis Savonis hit his points prop tonight. <laughs> well, we don't have it on that late. Um, <laughs> okay. But also, I think we are going to go to a basketball game this weekend. If we can get tickets. Vanderbilt and Tennessee play on Saturday, I believe. And she does love college basketball. Like, I have oh. made her watch quite a bit. And they have, like, the mascots and the cheerleaders, which they don't have at the NBA games. Mm. Aren't the Lakers the only ones that have, like... The cheerleaders? Or am I mistaken? What about the honeybees? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Chelsea. The honeybees. But they don't have the band. And it just feels like college basketball is way more of a production, like, yeah. as far as that goes, than the NBA. Like, the NBA has the cool jams. I will say the DJs at NBA <laughs> games definitely yeah. do it right. But college, like, there's the mascots, which she loves. Uh, and she likes the cheerleaders. She likes the band. And there's also the dance team. Like, that's the thing in oh, college yeah. sports. They're like, oh, we can't just have cheerleaders. We that's need right. to have the cheerleaders that don't do the, the the flips. You know, it's basically like the cheerleaders without the gymnastic. Right. Uh, yes. Maybe I'm oversimplifying that. And go ahead and come for me, dance team people. <sighs> Wouldn't nah. be the first time. The dance team is talented. <laughs> Less of a work hazard, too, because I don't want to be flipped in the air. I mean, I don't want to be the girl that does, you know, two or three flips. And then, yeah, hope you make it safely. Oh. That's part of the fun of college sports, just the pageantry of it all. What sort of pageantry will we see in San Francisco this weekend? Probably not like you're going to see on Saturday, but we will get Lions and 49ers in the NFC title game. Niners laying seven. Niners minus 300 and the Lions plus 240. Total set at 51, Chelsea. So what do you think goes down here? I keep leaning towards the Niners. I feel like the Lions are a little bit overvalued based on what we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Ultimately, I think the Niners slowly overpower them and will not have to come from behind like they did against the Packers. Doesn't it feel like the name of the game in betting on the NFL is trying not to overreact to week-to-week results? 
Because so many mm-hmm. people are going to see the game last week against the Packers and say, okay, the Niners are beatable. They probably should have lost that game. But number one, that means you're not giving any credit to a very good Packers team. And number two, saying that, okay, this is a one-game sample size. Why are we not looking at the bigger sample size of the entire regular season? So I think that's the case. I think the games in which Brock Purdy has struggled has been against good defenses. Like the game against the Ravens, he threw four picks. This is not Mm -hmm. the same matchup. This is against a secondary that has given up at least 349 pass yards in back-to-back games of the playoffs at home. So how do you think that's going to fare on the road against this Niners offense that has all the weapons in the world? Even Debo Samuel looks like he is uh, on track to play in this game. Like, not for sure. We'll have to see on the, the injury reports on Thursday, but still... A Niners offense that has all the weapons you can possibly think of. So I think the Niners are the play. The seven does scare me a little bit. Like, I don't love laying Mm -hmm. seven in the postseason. But still, I think if there were a way to lean, I think I'd be on the Niners minus seven. I think so as well. And I think a lot of people are going to get hoodwinked, if you will, about bamboozled bamboozled seeing the Packers hang with the 49ers, and they're going to use it as some sort of slight against the Niners. I happen to think that Green Bay is a very good football team, and the Niners to a man said, listen, that Packers team is no joke. They were playing their best football of the season. We're glad to come away with a victory, but there's no shame in getting past a Packers team that I think we weren't giving enough credit to. Listen, the Packers crushed the Cowboys, then they go into Niners territory, and give San Francisco everything they wanted. But here, with the Lions having to go out west, getting away from Ford Field, with a defense that can be suspect, I, I would lean Niners here. And honestly, I like the over. Total set at 51. It was nasty last weekend out in San Francisco, just whoring the entire time. And it was funny watching the game. You couldn't really tell. Then, of course, they take that wide shot with the lights, and you see just the torrential downpour that those guys were having to play in. I think we're going to get better weather this weekend. And with the way both of these offenses can score, and also I I think the Lions are going to have to play catch-up in the second half, which I think lends itself to more passing and more points, I would lean to the over as well. Okay, uh, what are the other ways to play this game? You kind of brought up Mm -hmm. George Kittle coming off a monster game uh, last week. And, of course, one of the better tight ends in the league. Are you playing him again? I'm looking at his anytime touchdown prop. It's plus 115. If you're looking at his receiving prop, it's 59 and a half, just to the over at minus 120. So is that going to be your guy when it comes to the props market? Absolutely. He had, I believe, 81 yards last week. And also, two things when it comes to Detroit. Number one is that Their weak spot on defense is their secondary. Number two, I believe they allow more points to tight ends than almost any team in the National Football League. So when you're a guy like Brock Purdy and you're looking for an outlet, and also I I think we have to take into account whether or not Debo Samuel plays. So Mm -hmm. according to Kyle Shanahan or the Niners, they say he's 50-50. So right now, I love this George Kittle play. I don't know if Debo goes. If he does, maybe it's a little dicier, but even then... Even then, I think based on what we've seen from him and how Detroit really has an issue with tight ends, I would still be on George Kittle. Okay, and then quickly, I got like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Total of yeah. 51. I think we see a lot of points here. Mm-hmm. 51 makes me a little nervous, but I think it would be only the over for me. 
Me too. Chelsea, do what we were talking about during your teaser segment. I'm telling you. Take San Francisco minus one. Tease this bad boy down to 45. Same game teaser. Same game teaser. Come on. That's you. I'm just repeating what you told me and acting like it's my own. I was all on you. Coming up next year on the show. If there's one man we can trust to have an early take on championship weekend in the NFL, it is EJ Glasser, the host of Send It In, is next on the Daily Tip from Beck UL, presented by Ben Jim. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the Bet QL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up shortly, we'll bring in our good friend PJ Glasser from BetQL. Send it in, who is always handing out the winners. Chelsea, I have an update for you. A few months ago, I mentioned on this show, there is a lactation room here in our studios. And I went into that lactation room because it was always occupied. And I thought, if there is a woman in there lactating 24 hours a day, I need to notify the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't believe it's occupied. Well, it wasn't. So once again, I waited months. And when I went in the first time, there was an amazing Michael Jordan painting in there. And I said, I should steal that bad boy. It's amazing. I didn't do it. Well, guess what? I went on a bathroom break during our commercial break. I decided to peek in. Two things. That is not a lactation room. There's no seat in there. If a woman <laughs> needed to breastfeed, she has no place to sit. Number two, that Jordan piece of art, gone. It's gone. Someone took it. I said I was going to steal it, and I was worried based on my criminal past. I don't have a criminal past, but... I was like, I'm not stealing something from works, but somebody did. And now I'm on a mission to figure out who did it. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to Raj. I'm going to say, Raj, there's got to be cameras around here. Raj runs everything. He is our engineer. Everyone loves Roger. Roger has to know if he's going back through time. And I'll go through the tape like a detective. I watch plenty of Law & Order. I'll be the guy that says, this is going to take it. It's going to be an all-nighter. I had a lot of tape to go through. I got 48 hours of tape here. And I'll go through each and every single minute until I figure out who stole that Jordan portrait. That's the main thing. Someone took it after I suggested that it should be worth something. I bet they redecorated another room with it since nobody was getting the usage mm. in the lactation room. Like, don't you think they just moved it somewhere else? Because there are a ton of rooms in the studio or in the, what do we call the building? The building that has all the studios it's a massive place with all these hallways and it's very yes. easy to get lost. So my bet would be it is somewhere else in the building. So that is your mission. Mm. Should you choose to accept it is to find the MJ. Is it a poster or a painting? I thought it was a poster. It's a painting. No, it's a, a painting. painting? Yeah. yeah. Poster schmoster. Nice. You can buy those anywhere. This is a sweet MJ painting. 
That's what worries me. If it were a poster, I'd be like, ah, who cares? But it's a paint. It was such a cool painting. So I'm going to look around now. I want to see if it's in someone's office. I'm going to check closets. Maybe someone put it in storage. They could take it away in the middle of the night. Whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out. Now I have a case to investigate, and I'm going to get on it. Now i got to talk to someone who has investigated the lines and the spreads and the totals on the betting board, and he's going to give us his take. Time to bring in one of our BetQL experts. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turns back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Let's bring him in. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Find him on Twitter at PJGlasser9. PJ, good morning to you. I wanted to ask you something about this Jordan art, but I'm like, you can't ask PJ if he would steal something, Jenkins. Don't do that. So, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this instead before we get into, into specific plays, because Chelsea asked me this question, I think, yesterday, and I thought it was a pretty interesting one, which is, how much, when it comes to sample size and looking at games, how much do you take from what you've seen in the playoffs, obviously a much smaller sample size, versus what we saw during the regular season? And how do you put those two together to come up with how you handicap a particular matchup? Yeah, I think that's the struggle. I mean, I, I had difficulty with that handicap in the Niners and Packers game last week. You know, I thought there was so much recency bias from the Packers-Cowboys game. I thought we were overreacting a little bit too much to Green Bay's performance. I thought that was more so just about Dallas and Dallas in the playoffs every single year. Guys, crazy stat. There are only two NFC teams this century since 2000 that have not made the NFC championship game now that Detroit is in it. Those two teams would be the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Those two teams. So Dallas, as we know, every year they get in the playoffs and they just fall short. Um, So, you know, it's tough handicapping the recency bias, what you see in the playoffs, because as we know, playoff football is a different animal than it is to the regular season. But certainly there are teams year after year, like the Chiefs, that you can just trust. And this is Patrick Mahomes' sixth straight AFC championship game. And, you know, again, it's it's a struggle for the two games this week, right? San Francisco has been so dominant against the NFC all year. Before that Packers game, they had played 10 games against the NFC when they were fully healthy on offense, and they weren't fully healthy in that game against Green Bay because, as we know, Debo got hurt in the second quarter. But they had won nine of those 10 games by double digits. Now they barely escape Green Bay. Detroit's been playing great on offense and you're getting the key number of seven. And it's like, well, San Francisco could easily win this game by two touchdowns, but if the Niners play like they did against the Packers, they're going to lose. So that's tough. And then obviously the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Ravens are the best team in football, but you're getting three and a half with Patrick Mahomes, and maybe the offense has found something the last two weeks against Miami or Buffalo. So do you take the Chiefs because it's the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes and you're getting him as an underdog in the postseason? Or do you take the Ravens because they're the best team in football and they've beaten everybody, especially good teams, by double digits? So it's it's a tough yeah. week, guys. Definitely is. 
Yeah, the stats for Patrick Mahomes as an underdog are wild. I think he's like 9-1-1 one, and one against the number as an underdog in his career. Something crazy like that. So I will not be picking a side in the Chiefs and the Ravens game. I am more interested in looking at Lamar Jackson and possibly his rushing prop. PJ, we know you are a Ravens fan. We know you like Lamar Jackson. It is in your intro. So my angle has been Lamar Jackson <laughs> over his rushing prop. Because in the postseason... He's the ultimate cheat code. And of course, he doesn't have to play as conservatively uh, as he does in the regular season. Do you think we continue to see these big rushing outputs from Lamar Jackson? Or do we see um, him revert back to what we've seen during the regular season, which is more leaning towards the passing game? It's going to be interesting to see what they do, Chelsea, because I think the reason they're in the AFC Championship now is because of the evolution of the passing game. But at the same time, you got to lean on your best player. And Lamar's at his best when he's running the ball, and he's also obviously throwing it at a high level. Took over the game against Houston in the second half. But, you know, what's interesting about this matchup is even though the Chiefs are an AFC team, they haven't seen Lamar in about two years. They didn't play him last year. And, you know, now here we are in the AFC title game and they're finally getting to see him for the first time. So even though they have seen him in the past, it has been a little bit. And, you know, again, Lamar's 20 and one when he goes up against the NFC. So teams that don't see him a lot struggle against them, even though the Chiefs are an AFC team, they haven't seen him in a while. So I think the Ravens are going to use that to their uh, to their advantage. You know, his rushing yard prop is at 63 and a half. But you look at what Josh Ooh. Allen was able to do running the ball and obviously James Cook. I think the Ravens will look to do that as well. I think the rushing attempts for Lamar at 10 and a half is probably the way that I would go because again, he's their best player. They're going to, if they are going to go down, they're going to go down with, with the ball in his hands and with the ball uh, in their best player. So 10 and a half rushing attempts, I think I like more so than the rushing yards, but Chelsea, I do agree. I think uh, I think Lamar on the ground is definitely going to be a factor in this game. We're talking with PJ Glasser, who is the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East, also host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. PJ, when you look at this, at this Ravens team, I, I think the Ravens could win the Super Bowl. That's just my personal opinion. But which team remaining is the most well-rounded top to bottom? team is it the Niners is it the Ravens or is it one of the dogs this weekend it's the Ravens Jenks and I'll tell you why yeah. guys this Ravens team could be like historically good and I don't think people realize it because they've lost four games but think about this they they're gonna have the MVP at quarterback this year their defense became the first defense in NFL history to either be first or tied for first in all the main three defensive categories. They won the triple crown. They were first in takeaways, sacks, and points per game allowed. And then they have Justin Tucker as their kicker, right? So you want to talk offense, defense, special teams. You got the MVP at quarterback. You got the best defense in the NFL. You got the greatest kicker of all time. So to me, it's it's the Ravens. I mean, they're the most well-rounded team. And then obviously we saw them go up against San Francisco and what they were able to do in that game. So you guys know me. I'm not afraid to bet against the Ravens if I think it's a good spot, if I think there's value there, if I think there's an opportunity. And I think a lot of people are going to take the Chiefs just as a straight numbers play. I know for me, you know, with that matchup last week against the Bills, as soon as I saw we were getting Mahomes with the plus three, that was an auto play for me. But I think so many people are afraid to bet against Mahomes, and so many people are going to mm -hmm. like that three and a half. They're going to take Kansas City. 
But I like the Ravens this week, guys. I really do. I just think they're the best team. I think Lamar is on such a mission right now. He's playing so well. Their defense is playing so good, too. And another factor in this game, I think the Ravens have the best defensive coordinator in the NFL in Mike McDonald, what he's been able to do to high-powered offenses this season. Think about what they've done to the Texans, what they did to the Lions, what they did to Seattle, Miami, San Francisco, all these good offenses. And Mahomes and Andy Reid have never faced Mike McDonald yet. So I think that's actually an advantage for the Ravens because of how unique he is and all the different blitzes he throws at you. I can't wait to watch that chess match, but uh, I think the Ravens are the most well-rounded team. I think they proved that again this weekend. And I, I like them to win the game. I would like them more so at the minus three, but uh, I still, even so, would like them at the three and a half as well. Okay, so here's my thought process. If you like the Ravens to win this week, maybe you take them in the futures market. They are two to one to win the Super Bowl. If they're facing off with the Niners, I would imagine that that game's going to be close to a pick em. So, you know, you have some hedging opportunities. And also, if it is the Ravens and the Niners squaring off, that is the game where Brock Purdy had four interceptions. So, PJ, riddle me this. Do you play the Ravens <laughs> this week in the game, or do you play them in the futures market to win the Super Bowl? Chelsea, I, I can see where, you're, where your head's at. And, I, I mean, I, I certainly like the value, right, because they're minus money this week. And to your point, you know, they could be minus 110 if they go up against San Francisco. If they go up against Detroit, we certainly know they're going to be the favorite. They're mm -hmm. probably going to be four, four-and-a-half-point favorites there. So, yeah, absolutely. If you like the Ravens, I would take them at the plus money. I would say even if you like the Chiefs, I would take them at plus money as well, you know, because there's some great value there. They play San Francisco. They're probably going to be three, three-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. So, yeah, if whoever you like to win in this game, you know, I wouldn't bet the money line on the game. I would bet it in the futures market, but the Ravens especially. I do think San Francisco is a good matchup. For them. You know, it's, they've obviously played both teams this season. They played the Niners, they played the Lions, and both games weren't close. So I think if they matched up again, you know, the revenge angle would be a big talk. But I think the Ravens would beat both of those teams again. I think the winner of Chiefs-Ravens, guys, wins the Super Bowl. I think this is the kind of the de facto Super Bowl. I think whoever wins this hoists the Lombardi. So, yeah, Chelsea, I like that. If you like Baltimore, just take them at the plus money and win the, uh, win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I sort of feel the same way, PJ. We were talking about that in our last segment. we got a couple minutes here left, and I wanted to ask you quickly about the NFC and Lions-Niners. Is there a play there that you like, whether it's the total side, whatever? I, I, I feel like the Lions are a touch overvalued here, but I want to hear what you think. Jenks, I can't bet the game until I know what the status of Debo is. Like, I know it's mm -hmm. kind of a cop-out, but, like, he's just that important to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no rush, right? Like, wait until kickoff. We're going to be notified two hours before if he's in the game. It's crazy, a team with that many weapons, that the wide receiver is the one that is that important. But he just, I mean, it's night and day how, how different they are when he's out there. So especially if we're going to lay seven in a game like that, because I kind of do lean towards San Francisco, but I can't bet it until I know that Tebow is out there. So uh, that's the way I, I lean on the game. I think it's a good game for props, though. You know, I'm looking like it's Sam Laporta. I'm looking at Jamison Williams because the Niners tend to struggle with receivers who have speed. Um, and then, you know, I think it's going to be another great McCaffrey game. He had two touchdowns against the Packers. Mm -hmm. I think he'll have another good game against uh, against the Lions. It's obviously a high total at 51. So I think it's a good game for props. But, yeah, Jenks, as for the side, I'm with you. I think 
This, the value's probably with San Francisco, but I couldn't lay seven with them if, if Debo doesn't play. So that's a wait and see for me. He is PJ Glasser, host of Send It In every weekday at one o'clock in the East. If you've not checked out that show, man, it's just a great middle of the day way to get some stats and information in. Check that out. PJ, thanks for the information. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Coming up in five minutes here on a Tuesday. The people want some winners and we aim to please. Best bets and a visit from the Donkster coming up next. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us. We will wrap up hour three when we come back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip from MQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in Washington, D.C. She is my partner in crime, Chelsea Messenger, live in the Music City. Best bets coming up shortly. Chelsea, I was trying to be a good boyfriend yesterday because the lovely Catherine and I got a record player for Christmas. And she, of course, wants to play her Taylor Swift. So I got her a Taylor Swift album. Well, those albums come in, I mean, you can get jade green or purple, whatever. It's all a marketing ploy, but it works. Good for her. But the first album we got was skipping all over the place. It was a brand new record. And then I was like, okay, I feel bad. She wants to listen to her Tay-Tay. So I bought her another LP yesterday. It came in, same one, and it's skipping as well. And the other records aren't skipping. And so I was reading about this online, and I guess a lot of these records, I I think it's because some of them are mass-produced. Matt says I need to clean these bad boys, which is true. I will clean them. However, I was also reading many a Reddit thread yesterday that a lot of these albums, because there's so many of them sold, because they come in different colors, that the quality isn't that good. So that a lot of these Taylor Swift albums have natural skips to them. They aren't really pressed the right way. So I'm not knocking Taylor Swift. I'm just saying that I've got to find a solution here because this is two LPs now that I think are faulty because every other record we have works great. Wow. If there were only some sort of technology that could play music without skips to it, hmm, <laughs> maybe you could play it on your phone like the rest That's of not us. Me. Like, I know it's fun I... to play it on a record player, but isn't the point of playing music on a record player is because the quality is supposed to be better. So if the quality's not better, like that's the only thing that you're supposed to be getting out of it, right? Well, I think there's a nostalgia thing to it. I think that some people Swift. would tell you that, well, this is not my choice. <laughs> I'm not the one who's queuing up Taylor Swift. God knows I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to go home and listen to Lavender Haze. It's not me. But I will say that audiophiles and, you know, they would tell you that sometimes a record, when you listen to a record without the skips or even little hops and skips, whatever, that it sounds more 
I guess, deeper rich. or fuller or a little bit better. Yeah, rich. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. So, and there is something to be said for having an album cover and pulling it out and the art that goes into that and sort of the physical part of touching something and, and putting it on the record player. There is, I think, something a little romantic about that, whether you agree or disagree. I, I personally am fine with just playing something on Alexa or hooking up my Bluetooth on my phone and playing something through a speaker. But I understand it. I just got to figure out what the deal is. What's the deal with these Taylor Swift albums? I have to figure it out because it's specific to these albums. Well, if you're going to be talking about an old-timey like contraption, you've got to use an old-timey yeah. phrase, which is, they don't make them like they used to. Doesn't yeah. it sound like that's the case? Like, don't blame the record. Yes. Blame the people who are making the new records. Because it feels to me, you know, back when records were the only option, they probably put a mm -hmm. lot of time and effort into making sure that these were good quality records. But now that, you know, I feel like a lot of people who are buying these Taylor Swift ones, maybe it's mm -hmm. just for show. Like, do you think there are people who buy records now who aren't even listening to them? Like, I, I can totally see, like, Taylor mm. Swift fans putting them yeah. up on the wall and saying, look huh. at my Taylor Swift records. How kitschy, you know? No, you're not wrong. It would not surprise me. Also, I think that if you're a Swifty, you probably just want to collect everything, no matter what it is, yeah. whether you're playing the record or not, right? Because is there any real reason to collect all four colors? It's not like they play different songs, I don't believe, unless there's probably some bonus track on one color as opposed to the other. But more than anything, it's, oh, my God, I got all four. I have every single color. So Collect them all. There. Collect <laughs> them all. Happy meal. Go ahead. And when you're selling that many LPs, I'm sure there's a billion. You have to believe that maybe the quality just goes down a little bit. That's my early theory. So we'll find out soon enough. I'm on it. I'm looking for a vinyl cleaning kit as we speak. God help me. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, more previews for championship weekend in the National Football League. If you missed our conversation with BetQL's PJ Glasser and his early thoughts on both the NFC and AFC championship games, it is easy to download the pod and catch up. Just subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, it is that time. Let's do it. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, I demand nothing but a winner. What do you got for me? All right. Bet of the day for me is going to be in the NBA. Going to go with the Knicks laying four and a half on the road at the Nets. The basis of this handicap is mostly just fading the Nets. They have been downright putrid over this last stretch. If you look at them covering numbers, it's not even better because sometimes if a team's losing a bunch of games, you say, okay, well, at least they're covering numbers. Uh, the Nets are 3-15-1 against the number in their last 19 games. It is a shell of the team that start off the season like relatively good, at least at covering numbers. Also, they have not matched up well against the New York Knicks in their last three. The Knicks are 3-0 and straight up and against the number when facing Brooklyn, including the meetup uh, earlier this season. The Knicks were one-point favorites on the road, won that game by nearly 20 points. So I'll go with the Knicks here. It feels like the much better squad, a team that's trending in the right direction, winning four of their last five. So let's go Knicks, laying the four and a half. Let's go. I like that pick quite a bit. I am also on that game, but I'm going to go with the under. My favorite pick, however, I've gone back and forth. Let's go Knights Islanders 
under six and a half, minus 138. Maybe you can find it with a little less juice. These unders have been hitting, so I'm going to keep rolling with it. Now, we're hoping this is dependent upon, knock on wood, Aiden Hill returning from injury for the Golden Knights between the pipes because before he sat out, he was the best netminder in the National Hockey League. Also, the Knights are the second-best under team in the NHL, going 26-21 and 21 to the under. They face an Isles team that should get better under Patrick Waugh, but they are still averaging less than three goals per game this year. I think the Knights will be tired on the back end of a back-to-back. Let's go under 6.5 tonight, Knights and the Isles. Call him the Undertaker. Jenks, have you just been playing unders? Like, I feel like I'm sensing a pattern. Yeah, I have. And it's really not about preferring unders. It's just that's where the handicaps have taken me. And so if that's where if that's where the handicap is, I'm just going to keep going. I was on overs at the end of last year. And then I think maybe the markets have adjusted a little bit. So until things go awry for me, I'm sticking with it. 14 and four in my last 18. Knock on wood. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I was just going to say, the bets have been really good. So keep at it. All right, 8-Ball, it's time to hear. What do you think? Let's make it snappy. Is this a different sounder? Yeah. Man, is the 8-Ball at a spa? Is the eight ball taking a spot? <laughs> the eight ball got a facial. So here's the eight ball. All right, eight ball. What do you think, you diva, of our play today? Knicks laying four and a half at the Nets. Do we like it? Eight ball says, my reply is no. What a diva. Mm. All right. So how about the under in, what is it, the Knights and the Islanders? Under six and a half. Uh, eight ball, do we like it? Don't count on it. Wow. Eight ball, a little snippy. <laughs> the spot. Lame. Eight ball, lame. Check out the eight ball. Check out every show on the BetQL network, twitch.tv slash BetQL. One more bet for you. I'm going under in the Knicks and Nets game. Set at 223 and a half. Knicks, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Third overall in points allowed per game. They have held each of their last five opponents to a under 109. And much of that has to do with that trade with Toronto. Knicks, 24-19 to the under this season. They have hit the under in 10 of their last 11. Both of these teams play very slow. Let's go under 223 and a hook in Brooklyn. Time now for your BetQL five-star best bet. Oh, you know the drill. For historical trends, analysis, insight, everything you need to become a more informed better, just download the BetQL app. Oh, God, Donkster. You went 0-2 last night. You have some explaining to do. What do you got? Dad, I'm chasing. Tonight, I'm going big with three plays. National Collegiate Athletic Association Basketball. Houston Moneyline. Minus 150 at BYU. National Basketball Association. Nuggets at Pacers. Over 241. National Hockey League. Golden Knights, money line, plus 120 at the Isles. You don't have to say the full name of every league, Donkster. You're just wasting our time. Yeah, you need some wins. I went to last night. Let's bring in a real winner, not a loser. Of course, I'm talking about Joe O. Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Deli. Oh, look at this. Joe O, how are you on this Tuesday? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good to see you. Oh, we're doing well. So we've got two games on the slate this weekend. Which one are you more interested to watch? Like, they both look great. 
Do you like one better than the other? It's got to be what the point spread is saying is going to be the closer game. It's Mahomes and Lamar. I mean, on one side, you've mm-hmm. got two MVPs playing quarterback. I'm not going to rip on the other guys that got there, but like there is a big difference between the two <laughs> sides. Um, yeah, definitely that. And it's like, are you going to go against Mahomes getting points again? Nine, one and one against the spread. It's tough to do, but uh, early on, that's where I'm looking. Going against him. Joe, have you, do you have a future, a futures bet alive on the Super Bowl? All future. of mine died <laughs> with the Bills. Did that? That was a rough one. Uh, yeah. I had some oh, good numbers man. when they were six and six, AFC, Super Bowl. Um, I didn't bet on the game as a side because I was so invested in the Bills, but like I went into it. I'm, yeah. I, I didn't feel the, the best with, with all the Bills defensive players that were out. Uh, I feel you on that. I was all over the place. And plus, part of me as a sports fan just wanted Buffalo to finally get one. That was a tough one, buddy. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have a great show. Thanks, guys. I saw Aaron. Aaron Hawksworth has like two futures on the Ravens that she placed. Two in the fall. So she is in line for some cash. Baltimore comes on. Yeah, not this guy. I am out of the mix. That is it for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday. No matter what you're betting on, good luck to you. We will see you back here bright and early live at 6 a.m. across the country. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.